Hi everyone, Scott here with a quick disclaimer. Now, during this episode you'll hear a lot of you know, talk about Impact Wrestling. Well, not a lot, just some mentions of the fact this is supposed to be an Impact Wrestling episode is. This was maybe just a wee bit of chit-chat to start off our latest episode of uh, Making an Impact, you know, around the year. But me and Paul just kept talking about films and Christmas and all sorts of other shit that realised that we had enough for our own episode. You know, it's a, it's a short one this time around, but you know, it's filled with the kind of classic rambling about all sorts of subjects that me and Paul haven't really done in a wee while. So we thought we'd make it its own episode. Uh, don't worry, we did also record uh, an episode of Making an Impact, so that'll come out a few days uh, from now. Uh, hoping to get that out just before Christmas, but... Now, stay tuned also to the socials and everything uh, regarding release dates and everything like that. But, you know, while you wait for making an impact, we hope you enjoy this, you know, rambling about, you know, we hope you enjoy what we're calling kind of a, it's a classic Christmas ramble. You know, we'll get back to our usual programming very soon and we've got some fun stuff planned to go into the new year and we've got the latest part of Digital's Politics and Pest to round out the year uh, coming soon. So, without the way, enjoy this next hour of us rambling about whatever the fuck it is we talk about. Welcome to Scott and Paul's Rambling Podcast. Hello. Scott McLeod here joined as always my good friend and co-host Paul Brown. Hello. And before the show I gave Paul a little something, you know, in, in favour of the Christmas spirit and everything. Paul, what did I get you? Well, tell people what I got you. He got me bubble wrap. <laughs> but what was inside the bubble wrap? Oh, oh, oh. Papa Shango figure. Hasbro. Kick ass. Yeah. I told you, I made a note of like when you were reading through that. Uh, that thing in the magazine a few months ago, what ones you did and didn't have. Yeah. And uh, I remember I got you the Berserker. You did. And then I got you. I, I was between getting hit, you him or I was between getting you Shango or or Skinner. And <laughs> That's thought, a Bernie stick. Yeah, you put your cigarette in his, his hand. But I thought, like, you thought you'd appreciate Papa Shango a bit more than Skinner. Oh, no. He can't tur- He can't smoke his fag. <laughs> it's ironic because, you know, the man behind Papa Shango, the Godfather. He's a big fan of the the medical cannabis. <laughs> Even I think he's yeah, all, I think he medical. Li- I think he makes a living selling it as well. Yeah. But yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, medical. Medical. Yeah. Yes. Medicine. It's my medicine. Okay. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, a merry Christmas to you, Paul, with your Papa Shango. A merry Christmas to you, Scott. And you'll be hearing uh, the week of Christmas. We've put this in between the last couple of episodes. We're doing because we recorded those close together. Where last week you would have heard us talking about uh, Fraser, especially a very fun Christmas uh, episode of Fraser. Oh, cool! It's one of those ones. Paul, could you please put that down? Sorry, like a child today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we did record the same day uh, an episode where we were drinking a bit more, and we were shouting and bawling about Hulk Hogan. In the next part of our titles, politics and pitch. That was series. The, that was that was actually a. a an attempt at an intervention on your alcoholism, Scott, is terrible. 
Alright, I'll kill them. Hey, you tried to intervene by drinking half of the alcohol that I bought. Yes, and then offer me then offer me half of the alcohol that you had. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. You are the worst at interventions that there has ever been. I am not, because I, I drink it all and then it's not there. Yes, but then I drank some of it as well, so your intervention is to stop the person hey, from Hey, cool, from there's bourbon in this flask. Cool. Intervention. <laughs> but... You know, so we got very drunk over the course of recording that, so you can look forward to that on the last week of um, December. So what better way, Paul, to round out 2021 than by a couple of Scottish guys getting drunk and shouting about all the bits on the Hulk Hogan did 30 years ago? Yeah, politicking old prick. And also, we're doing that series because these shows have turned 30 years old. Also, we're in January, we're doing a revisit of the Rumble, which will be a 30-year look back. Do you know what else apparently is turning 30 years old next year? What is that? Muppets Christmas Carol. Really? Apparently Wow. Soon. 30 years next year. That is like the best Christmas movie ever. Mm. It really is. The absolute best. We've talked about it a lot. And, and, and personally, we, one of my favourite Michael Caine roles as well. I, I wouldn't disagree with that. You know, one of the first things, I don't think it was the first thing, but one of the first things. That you see I, Michael Caine in. I, I see Michael Caine as two things. That and uh, Alfred. <laughs> From his see, time in the Batman movies. I see Michael Caine as that. I do not see him as Alfred. I prefer original Alfred. Thank you very much. I thought he was very good as Alfred, though, as Michael Caine. Ah, but he wasn't He was new. Original Alfred, he was better for me personally. I know. But also, I remember him being, you know, uh, Nigel Powers. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That so, may have been the first thing I've seen him in, actually. Your, your spy cars are mini. <laughs> it's not the size that counts. What you do with it? <laughs> do you even know who I am? Do you know how many henchmen I've killed over the years? Oh, you, do, you don't even have a name, Jack. Go on, son. Just, 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 just lie down. Just lie down. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the best bit of is when Minnie Me comes up to with the with the gun. He's like, oh, oh thought I smelled cabbage. <laughs> <laughs> I know, he, he's good men who came. Now, I talked about doing retrospectives on people outside of wrestling. He's one we should do. Him and Christopher Lee are ones we should do retrospectives on. Wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah, I finally just figured that out and I feel so stupid. What? Well, you remember in one of the earlier Austin Powers, mm-hmm. he's talking about things that scare him? Yes. And he's talking about circus folk. Yeah. Carnies mm-hmm. smell like cabbage. Yes. And then... Nigel goes, I thought I smelt cabbage. Oh. So, just so, got that. It's a weird bit of continuity in the Austin Powers world, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I just got that. I know. I feel like a fucking <laughs> dumbass, man. <laughs> I used, I think I've mentioned it before, but I've used the Michael Caine line from that film before. Uh, there's a guy, Tom Brock, he's a, he's, he is from Holland, he's from uh, Rotterdam. Ah. And he's come over to Scotland a couple of things, he's passed some of the people on ESSR, everything. He likes living out he, he has a goal of one day moving over to Glasgow, he loves it over here. God but, damn, why? I don't know. <laughs> Is I he a glutton for punishment? I don't know why. But uh, every so often, he can be a <laughs> bit of a pain there. So we, we like to have a little laugh with him, like, no, Tom, don't come. Stay where you are. Brexit and all that. It's safer where you are. Don't come here. But, uh, but every so often, I'm like, Tom, there are two pe- kinds of people I can't stand in this world. People who are intolerant of other people's cultures. And the Dutch. Dutch. <laughs> Dutch <Dutch-ater. laughs> <laughs> Take the Faja away. (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Evil, can I paint this Yoho gold? How about no? You crazy Dutch bastard. No, it's also a great Michael Caine role outside of the the kind of main ones. I don't know if a lot of people have seen this one or know about it. 
Uh, have you ever heard seen a film called Dirty Rotten Scoundrels? No. It's got Michael Caine and Steve Martin in it, where there are a couple of uh, basically con men trying to outdo each other mm. in the film. So like, you're like, Steve Martin's kind of a lower level like con man, and Michael Caine's more like high level, and Steve Martin's trying to kind of be like him. Ah. It's quite good. I'd, I'd recommend it. Uh, I think, I don't know if there's a play also called it. I don't know if the play came first and this was an adaptation or they did the play afterwards. I don't know. But, you know, I've seen, like, posters for the, the play version of it. They made a film a, a film with Anne Hathaway called The Hustle, which I remember watching the trailer for I remember watching the plot, and like, this is Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. It, is no one acknowledging this? Like, anything I saw about this, the film, I was like, is, is no one acknowledging that this is basically a female you know fine, version of this? You know fine well in the modern era, not only do they have to reboot everything and make it, oh, let's reboot this and make it all about women, which never works. Ghostbusters is a prime example of that. I mean, I don't mind it being remade with women as long as it's good. No, Ghostbusters was not good. That's the thing I mean, though. I don't like it done just for being done's sake, you know what I mean? And a lot of the time when you talk about, like, this Anne Hathaway film, and nothing against Anne Hathaway, I think she's a great actress, you know what I mean? Uh But they do tend to do that a lot. Like, see if a film's a certain amount of time old. Yeah. And the, the people, the powers that be think, ah, oh, no one will remember that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, people do. Well, to be fair, you didn't remember <laughs> Dirty Rotten Scoundrels because I just told you about it. No, but I'm using, I'm saying, mm-hmm. like, example-wise, you know what I mean? But, I mean, Anne Hathaway in that, and it being a film where not why I didn't watch the film. The main reason I didn't watch is because Rebel Wilson is in it and I can't stand oh, her. Is that that bird that was fat and then she's thin but she still looks weird as fuck? She was fat and she was Australian. Aye, aye, her, she's a pain in the hole, aren't you? But anyway, like I don't mind them like doing it as long as like I used to at least kind of acknowledge that this is a re- seemingly a remake. Like there's some films I don't mind doing like remakes of. Like they did that Oceans film, that Oceans Eight, like, where I think well, I, I didn't mind it mainly because I don't have an attachment to the Ocean films. I do, and that was another film made purely on the basis of let's make less and put women in it because <laughs> that's another one. There's there's many films of that ilk. You you never see them go. Let's make a film like this and put men in it because, but like we'll go. Let's put women in it because, or that does not in itself make good movies. You know, driven plot and good story arc makes good movies, you know, whether it be women or men or whatever. I agree. I think there are very few female-led films that you really could remake with men, though. To be fair, unless you want to do like a male version of like Selma and Louise or some piss like that. Would most likely be gay. <laughs> that seems to be the way nowadays. You know, you'd be forgiven for forgetting this is maybe an impact podcast. This is you would, but also this is a ramble, you know. Yeah. This is what we do. We ramble and we offer our opinions, warranted or not. Paul, I am begging, can you please put the fucking figure down? <laughs> Sorry. It's really cool. I'm going to have to be like a teacher in a primary school. Like, I'm going to take it back off, take it off, and you can get it back at the end of the day. So it make me call your mother, Paul. Yeah, like we move on. But I mean, I, I like to say, I said there that we were like... You should put it away, because I'm very tempted to play with it too, just now. Oh, no, don't take out the stick. That is the whole point. No, it's not. You've ruined it now. You can get us back when you've learned. <laughs> Let's get on with the show. Well, I love how I said that we, like this is maybe an impact podcast, 
Uh, and yeah, I've not, I don't plan on going to Impact just yet because, you know, we should have a bit of chit-chat here, you know, introducing the show, what we've been up to, because we didn't get to do a lot of that on last week's, last week's recording when we did Fraser and we recorded this Tuesday in Texas. We did because, not, but we were drunk. Well, yeah, that and we were just basically, we had a lot to get through. But Paul, we did. How, how are you? I am doing great. I got a new video for my collection. Yeah. And it's a tape that we actually talk about in the, this Tuesday in Texas, yeah. but feel free to talk about it here. I got Super Tape 92, mm-hmm. which, which is basically a pay-per-view tape of this Tuesday in Texas with a couple of matches thrown in. Yes, it's, it's part of a... Most of the this Tuesday in Texas was put on a collection tape. Well, they were fun of doing back then, like the uh, like VHS one. There was one called Smack and Whack, and where, that was where most people would have been able to see... Where Bret Hart won the title mm. and a bunch of other matches thrown in there. Like, it was kind of like, basically so they could sell v- videotapes to. <laughs> well, people I, ha- back in I the have day. a lot of those tapes in regards to that. Game. Like, I've got like uh, World Tour, I've got a couple of old tour ones, I've got the UK Rampage tapes. I had a, yeah. I had a tape, me and my brother had a tape, right? We got it out like it was like free with a newspaper, and it's like seriously, it's like in the early. I think it was in the early two thousand. This is when wrestling was kind of getting big in the UK, where like when it was on Channel Four, I had Channel Four and everything. It had one of the matches from Insurrection. I had like the Hardys Edge and Christian match on there. Yeah, I know they had five matches. I think it was all matches that happened outside of the US. That's pretty cool. Oh no, it was in the UK. I think actually, but I believe it was that. Yeah, Shane v Xbox from the UK, No Mercy in ninety nine. I believe Bulldog Sean from One Night Only was the last match on it. Cool. And there were two more matches, or at least one more, and I can't remember what it was, or even what the fucking tape was called. If you had this tape, now let us know. Answers on a postcard or at SBRAM or on the Facebook page. Let us know what this tape is called. And if you still have this tape and are willing to sell it to an avid collector, right Paul, here, man. Paul will entertain offers or booze. I'll always entertain booze. Yes. <laughs> I, I enjoyed this small... A small drink just last night. Oh shit. I'm dropping fizzy worms. Scramble. Dropping fizzy worms on the floor. <laughs> we'll do the last three, so. But no, I I enjoyed a small beverage last night. I say a small beverage, I had a bottle of Eldorado. Hmm. I got nicely drunk. Ended up watching a few Def Leppard videos on YouTube. No. Death Leopard are cool, man, especially when you're drunk. <laughs> Prime 80s hard rock, man. So, did and you... watching a few reaction videos of people reacting to Death Leopard for the first time, and they immediately look a shock on their face when they realise the drummer's only got one arm. <laughs> yeah, like that look. <clears throat> yeah. They're sitting there and they're watching it, right, and they're wa- like hearing the drums, and I swear to God, that's going to get an interesting story, right? Mm-hmm. Started out with both of his arms. Mm-hmm. Band got relatively big. He bought himself a sports car. Powering it down a country road. Oh. Crashed said car. He went out of the car. His arm stayed in the car. Oh, God. Seatbelt, you know. Ah. And right off. And you know, at the time, the band were like, well, fuck, I'd be like, the singer was like, well, I'd be me having my voice box took out, like, yeah. ah, fuck, but like, he was a boy, you know what yeah. I mean? So, like, well, can you figure out a way to work with yeah. just the one? 
And I swear the guy is a better drummer than some drummers with two arms, man. I swear to God. And like, see when, when people are reacting to the videos? Uh-huh. And we see him, right? Because he's, like, when you first see him, you can just see, like, over the top of the kit and he's drumming mm-hmm. away and shit. And then it turns and mm-hmm. you see and he's sitting there and it's just t shirt sleeve, you yeah. know what I mean? And you go, who? <laughs> huh? You know? But the guy is a fucking phenomenal drummer, man. Mm-hmm. You know? Let us say, I watched watched Death Leopard videos, watched a few corn videos, <laughs> watched a couple of my top five unknowns, you know, like creepy shit. And you were of course watching Impact to try and keep it relevant to it. <laughs> yes I was, yes I was. <laughs> yes, he was. I think they're totally genuine. But <laughs> Totally, totally. I wasn't just getting drunk and watching nostalgic music videos and shit. But, you know, this, this Super Tate, did you seek it out? Because I think I mentioned to you about the whole, it didn't, this tune test, this tune test, not really getting an initial VHS release because yeah. of, it wasn't seen as a very successful outing until it, it was available on the network in full, but. Yeah, well, I seeked it out purely on the strength of our last podcast, you see. Because uh. I, you said about the tape, and I, you did say it was kind of. Mm-hmm. A rare find, so oh, I assumed it would be because I hadn't heard really of WF. No, but I, I had a, I had a wee, a wee gander for it on eBay. Mm-hmm. Quite a few people had it for mm-hmm. sale and forbidden. Mm-hmm. I got it, reasonable price, yeah. less than ten, including the postage. And now, once I remember where in the hell in this room I've put it, <laughs> it will be added to a collection along with Papa Shango. The thing with Papa Shango, I got him on eBay as well, right? And you can see, you can see on the Papa Shango, it's got the two chest tattoos here, right? And, was, <coughs> and there were quite a few different Papa Shangos being like offered, right? And there were, I think I got this for a reason price. I'm not going to say how much I got them for, mm. but uh, there are people who are put offering, like putting out Papa Shangos on eBay for more money than the one I got for this, right? Where you couldn't see the chest, the chest tattoos because there were people that had been like faded out, basically. Yeah. Or maybe because they're used to or because of how long they did them. So I got this for a cheaper price than these those people were asking for. And the two chest tattoos you can see here perfectly intact. Yeah. You know. Well there's always some, a bargain to be found on eBay. Some people do ask ridiculous prices for things on eBay. Do you know there's someone on eBay just now selling a fucking plastic McDonald's straw for five grand? For a straw. Mm-hmm. Someone else. Because of the whole uproar about not using plastic straws yeah, and everything, people are annoyed about that. Someone else who's not retarded, though, mm-hmm. is, you know, selling one for a couple of quid. <laughs> you know? Because you got to be pretty fucking thick in the skull if you're going to try and charge five grand for a straw. I know. Well, you got to have a cheek on you. you got to be fucking dumb as fuck uh-huh. if you buy it. I know. If somebody, if if anybody actually buys a straw for five grand, I think all is lost for society. I think we passed that point long ago, but you know, it would just be another bit of confirmation. Ah, uh, that would be the nail in the coffin. Yeah. God, aren't you happy you listened to us this? Yes, the week of Christmas that you're listening to. Merry us Christmas. <laughs> and I'm uh, happy. Cherish, cherish your time with your family before you go back into lockdown. Yay. <laughs> That's going to be uber. Well, I wouldn't mind it because I'm an antisocial hermit. Yeah. But there you go. But you wouldn't be able to see me. And we'd have to go back to that weird period of recording On from our phones. Own homes. Yeah. That was a that was a bad time. Oh, yeah. Oh. 
Don't talk of the dark times, Scott. We don't, don't talk don't, of the dark don't times. Do, don't mention the war. <laughs> I think we got away with it then. <laughs> but we talk some amount of crap at times. We do. Uh, you know, I know we were getting pissed during the podcast uh, last week, and I went and got pissed at the night after. <coughs> I went down at ESSR, you know, on Christmas night out. Yeah. I'd briefly talk tell you about it. We, I met a couple of the guys at a place called NY Bar and Grill in the town. I'd never been there before. And uh, so I went to get... Was it nice? It was nice, yeah. I went there, had some... Their house cider was kind of a blackberry kind of thing. It was quite nice. So you didn't eat food then? No, I went and, I went and got food because yeah. I was hungry. I wanted to get... Like, I had a lunch... I lunch about two-ish, but then I was being these guys about back at six. I thought, get something good in there. Yeah, get some good stuff. Make sure you've got, sure you got plenty of food to kind of finish down. Avoid the mistakes I made the, the last time I got properly drunk out with friends when I went over to students for SummerSlam, where I'd already had a quite a few cans before the food arrived. It fit quickly, it drank more, and ended up being sick, as I mentioned before. Yeah. Thankfully, I wasn't sick after this night out. But I went to this bar and grill, and... Uh, and I got this burger they called the Manhattan, right? Nice. Which is basically a bacon burger with cheese in it. Uh, I also I ordered their house fries. And I asked for a small portion, which, going back and looking at the menu online, I don't think there is a small portion, which probably explains the size of the, the fries that I got. Was that a lot? It was, it was, it was very close to the size of fries, too. Like a, the size of fries that Beard from Beard Meets Food would get with these average kind of like... He don't like burger challenge. He does never really enjoy the fries. Like, like the burger, kind of, like the burger wasn't as big as like the ones he would go into. But with the side of, side of fries in this burger, it kind of was like now whenever he does those kind of low level, you know, like restaurant challenges, he kind of like get him set back up again for a bigger challenge later on. I mean the ones he can easily win. Well, like <laughs> he doesn't like 10-15 minutes easily, and people don't think he can do it. He just does it like that. Yeah, I love. Lo- even as dessert afterwards. I love the ones when he goes into late challenges and go, "Oh, you'll never do that," and he doesn't say nothing. He just goes, huh, "Aye, I can." <laughs> and then and then they'll shock on people's faces when he asks for dessert as well. What you want, pudding day, you greedy <laughs> bastard? <laughs> but like, haven't you eaten enough? Well, like, this burger came, and they didn't see it on the menu, but it was a double patted burger. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm just thinking of the sea captain of the Simpsons. Yeah. Tis no man. That's a remorseless eating machine. <laughs> but, uh, aye, the burger comes, and it's like a double patted kind of thing. We eating cheese, and so I end up cutting it in half, and you know, it was like, what? A burger? No, I cut it, I cut it down the middle with a knife. And eat the two halves like, with my hands, but I cut it down the middle to let steam out. Because oh. these burgers are usually roasting. Okay. So I can get into the burger without burning the roof off my mouth. <laughs> so I cut it in half, but still eat it with my hands. Fair enough. That's what I, that's what I do more than not when I'm out in a pub or, or somewhere. I, and I, cut, I just cut it in half. I don't, I don't, well, I don't overly judge, right? Because I get your concept of li- well, like, letting the cool out, but the concept of cutting a burger can fuddles me. Let's to let the steam because like usually when I go to these places and I've done I do whenever when I go out but usually I meet up with people before yeah. going somewhere else when I get the food so also like, cutting it open uh, it means less time to let it cool which means because usually I'm starving means I've got more time to eat it and it will cool down. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll let you off because like. pubs bur- burger and chips when you get them are usually fucking piping up when you get them because these fries were burn your burn your mouth kind of hot they were very salty as well. I didn't even get close to finishing them, by the way. <laughs> so I was worried about how much food I would have in my stomach before you went going over thing. and going and drinking. But I finished the burger, but I did struggle for a second. Well, I got to a point where I had like less than a quarter of the burger left. You know, I did I did an old beard kind of method. 
where I separated the two patties, like bottom bit, bottom pie with the bottom bit of the bun, yeah. eat that, and then top one. It's uh, like I've learned. I know what what would beer. Do. It's, it's amazing that what by watching beer you can learn technique to help you finish food. No, no, what you need to learn is that. The pizza thing, which kind of thing, which I I go over that more often not whenever I eat pizza from now and I can't not do it. Yeah. It's just too fun. See, I I did a, I, you talk about food and restaurants and things, right? During the week where I went for a lovely meal with my Mm mum, we went to the little restaurant in Hardgate, the Perfect Catch restaurant. I'm not familiar with it, but I'm not a seafood kind of guy. Oh, well, it's not just seafood, you know, we do like pasta dishes, Uh burgers, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Very, very nice. It's uh, Most of the time mm-hmm. that we've been in, it's a really nice, quiet restaurant. Yeah. Always playing, like, really old-style music, you know, like Sinatra and shit like yeah. that, which is really nice to eat, too. Not, not too overbearing, you know? Mm-hmm. They've got nice booths in that. Uh-huh. Really friendly server, dude. Like, the guy, the guy couldn't have been nicer, you know? Mm-hmm. Really, we ended up giving him a five or tip, because uh-huh. he was totally solid server. Great, dude. But... The time before this, we'd went in there, mm-hmm. I was, well, I'm not going to go into detail, but I was unwell. Uh. I was not well at all. And we ordered a pasta dish, and I, and this was a great frustration to me, I was unable to finish my meal. Uh. Now, I, I, I'm a bit of a weird soul, you know me well enough to know that. Yeah, I, I know that more than most. Yeah, but a great bugaboo of mine mm-hmm. is going out to a restaurant ordering a meal uh-huh. and not finishing it it's a great dent to my psyche mm-hmm. and I I honestly feel rude when I do that kind of thing someone's taking the effort to cook it yeah. and I've not finished it so I said to my ma I was like next time I'm feeling well mm-hmm. we're going back there uh-huh. and I'm going to order something and I'm going to fucking tan it yeah. and do you know I did I went in, I ordered myself a big-ass fucking fish and chips dinner. Mm-hmm. I had the fi- a huge fucking fish, mm-hmm. chips, salad, tartar sauce, a pickle, mm-hmm. and I got mushy peas on the side. Mm-hmm. Tanned it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely tanned it. And then sat there and had a coffee after it, and I was like, ah. Mm-hmm. You know what, you know what, like, proud to be a greedy bastard, kind of. Mm-hmm. Like, ah, good. Mm-hmm. My ma had the same thing. And had bloody ice cream after it, and I was like, hey, can you have ice cream? <laughs> I had a coffee, and I can barely fucking move. I do have, I do have a similar kind of feeling, in that, like, I ate the burger, but like, I felt bad with how many fries I'd left, and I do have a goal to eventually go back to that place, order that same thing, and finish the whole fucking thing. Yeah, you're like, I'm not being fucking bested by a burger meal. Uh, Sick. I finished the burger, the fries is what bested me. Bastards. Bastard fries. Also, it's one of the greasiest ever, and I don't mean it's technically in a bad way, it's just very noticeable, like, especially yeah. in the bun where we greasy see turn to the burger. It's going to be a good thing and a bad thing, but, like, main reason I know is because, like, with the grease of the burger and with the how solid chips were, I found myself going back to my drink mm. a lot more often. Very, again, very much like Beard with his water, but, you know... Beard, beard needs water. Beard would have a much different time if he was drinking alcohol during one of his challenges. I'd be interested to see how that would fare for him. <coughs> For what I hear, he's not much of a drinker anyway. Mm-hmm. I heard that too. You no, know, he's 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 not really wise. Like he has a few beers now and again. I'm I'm interested to know what he's like on a night out, like just going for a beer, just outside of a competition or like that. Because like, for what I hear, when he does these big challenges, he'll eat 
that'll be his main thing to eat that day and he might not eat till sometime the next day no I, for what I've seen because I've watched his challenges and I've watched mm-hmm. his videos quite a bit because mm-hmm. I, I think he's a cool dude you know mm-hmm. but for what I hear he eats so mm-hmm. particularly light during the week you know like yeah. he might eat some cottage cheese and mm-hmm. he eats really light and really healthy plus he works it a lot yeah because, like, I mean, if you look at the comparison between Beard mm-hmm. and somebody like Randy Santel, uh-huh. if you've seen him, he's a, he's a hefty gent, is Randy. <laughs> you know, but I think he's one of these ones that has, like, he's a competitive eater in the sense, like, full on, he has off-seasons and on-seasons. Yeah. But most of the time he's pigging out, so he's quite a big yeah. fat man. <laughs> yeah. But he's he can, fucker can eat, you know what I mean? I know. I'm wondering if he has to feel like he has to hold back sometimes when he's in a restaurant just eating dinner with friends or family and trying to remind himself this is not a challenge to eat with the same piece there. Or is he just finishing and then he's finished it like 10 minutes before everybody else? <laughs> and he's just sitting there letting everybody else slowly finish their dinner. I would I would assume that the man has manners. You ever get like that when you, you realise you're eating kind of faster than somebody else? No. I, I had that once. I was on a date uh, one time. And I was eating my... my we're in pizza, right? We hey, and I was eating my pizza. It's a bit, slightly bit. This one time, I was on a date. <laughs> what? What? I'm, I'm telling you a story here. Oh, I'm taking the piss. Cool. But uh, <laughs> just trying to share a story here. I'm trying to share an example here. I mean, I'm not. I am nothing like Beard, but like I realise I mean my share a bit quicker because I'm a bit hungrier clearly than she is. And then I realise like Scott, don't look like a greedy bastard here because like, she's clearly taking her time. She's enjoying having a conversation here. <coughs> so so your arse down. I'm just slowly. Taking a bite and like like thing with her like don't don't immediately go back for another bit don't immediately go back to continue talking. You're trying to you're trying to have food etiquette. I'm trying to have etiquette, yes, basically. See, generally when it comes to food, I don't have that. <laughs> you know, my right, food. Usually, I wouldn't either. But then it was only when I was a bit and a bit uh, off maybe into that I realised like maybe I should have a bit more etiquette. This is a fantastic impact retrospective. It really is. <sighs> we should. We should just take. We should just keep talking. Cause I've got more I want to talk about but, to do with impact. We should just keep talking. We'll cut them up. But no, I, I, when I go out to a restaurant, even with family, uh-huh. you know, the minute my plate is in front of me, by the time they've usually started digging into theirs, I've usually finished. Yeah. Like we're in this this uh, place a while back now. I think we'll celebrate my brother getting the new job he got, uh-huh. and I ordered this. Fucking awesome ass burger and chips. The mines came before theirs, right? Mm-hmm. And I just got wired the fuck into it, <laughs> <Fair> <laughs> as enough. I do, you know. No, as, as you want. By the time all their plates had came, I was finished. I was just sitting enjoying conversation. Uh huh. No, I was at the stage of wanting to lick my plate. You know what I mean? I wasn't giving a fuck. Like I remember, I was out from my, my dad. I think it was for my birthday because. Like, I think I'd went out with my brother on my actual birthday, went to the cinema, and then he came back to us. We ordered something in as a family, because my brother also doesn't live yeah, yeah, anymore. Yeah. You know? And then mum and dad took me out that full weekend as an actual going out kind of thing for my birthday, because we weren't able to really do that, I, think, well, I don't think, for my last birthday, because I was like locked and everything. Yeah. And, you know, I wasn't that bothered, because I usually don't mind it. Like, I'm happy to stay and, like, order something as part of my birthday. Order a big ass birthday pizza. Pretty much, yeah. But like we went out, we went to Spinti's and they did this over where basically you order like three items like each. So I got like two of these like mini five inch pieces, one cheese, one nice. pepperoni, and these like wee portion of mozzarella sticks. 
And was like, mum and dad, I can't remember, mm. they, got, they got some, some, I think one of them may have got lasagna, a mini lasagna thing or whatever. Lasagna. But like, basically, I'm on the other side. This is like, I know these two beats and this side is made. And I feel like, I, I feel like it was almost like a competition in my own head to see how quickly can I eat these two pizzas and these once they sit. <laughs> yeah. The answer is, I can get through one, one, one and a quarter pizzas and most of the mozzies before I really start to feel like maybe I'm getting a bit full. And, I mean, I finished it, but I slowed down for the last half. Did you hit the wall? Not the wall, just uh, let's let's slow it down. Let's let this digest a bit more before you finish those last few bits of pizza. Having a good scan can be a fun thing. Like, though. It can. It can be like the time when we were all younger and <laughs> we were all young, really, really, really quite wasted mm-hmm. and high. What did we do? We made ourselves a cottage pie. We just and this was a huge ass big family fucking cottage pie. Mm-hmm. We made it. We didn't plate it up or nothing. Yeah. We just made it and brought the tray up to the bedroom with three forks <laughs> and just dug into the fucker. It's lovely. We, we should definitely do a show <laughs> talking more about <coughs> like a random episode talking more about just food and weird things where we just ate a lot of shit because I have some stories <sighs> regarding that as yeah. well. Well, that'd be a fun story. story I, made, I made a mistake in one of the pubs up with two once in a Toby jug. Uh-huh. Went in, decided I was going to have a big burger thing. Yeah. <sighs> Should not have done that. No. No. It was, it was a terrible, terrible decision. <laughs> you know, the will was there, uh-huh. but the ability to eat it, <laughs> it was like, the burger was that mm-hmm. fucking... Big man, and it was remember full this, of this, fucking. This is an audio part. Try and try and explain how far away your your no, it your was, thumb and like it was like fucking four fucking burgers or some shit loaded with cheese and onions and everything and a st- you know like a beard sized stack of chips. Yeah, and I'd made my fucking sensible decision yeah. to have a lager with it and all. You know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah, sensible. Oh, yeah. good Christ! See. What I liked about this place in it, they my brother, they gave us that little kind of wee mini like basket thing with the chips in it, which I like because most pubs I've mentioned before, I don't see most bars nowadays in Glasgow particularly. I don't know how it is where you, wherever you may be listening to this, but like they always find weird ways of bringing your chips, usually in a weird mug kind of thing, which doesn't do anything to help them cool down because weirdly you can condense them all in one place. It actually makes them takes longer for the chips to cool down, so you just got this piping hot cup. With fucking roasting chips. I hate that when you go to a place and all, and you get your stuff brought to you. Like, they don't, they don't put your peas or your uh-huh. beans or whatever on the fucking plate. They put them in a wee separate ceramic jar or something. You're like, fuck, man. Like, so that's why I like the way they did this with the wee basket for just kind of in this pub. But like, mm. I mean, I've been in a place like I went to this place called the West Brewery with a couple of pals before we went to that wrestling show at the bars last month uh, for ICW. And they brought this, my chips on this weird, like, wooden kind of tray thing. I'm like, what the fuck is this thing? Like, can't you just bring me the chips on the plate? No, you can't have chips on the plate. But uh, we finished, had my burger and everything. I'll move on this end of the story before we can go on to the impact and everything. But we had, we had the, the stuff, and then we realised, Blackie had told us about this place. He was there, and he'd booked us, we this karaoke room for, like, mm. 8 to half 11 for a group of all come and do a bit of karaoke and all that. All the fun uh, stuff. Aye, it was a nice night. But, like, he forgot that this place, in uh, NYGO, was apparently a cash-only place. Oh. And so a couple of, what, Alan had to bugger off and hunt we'll for a cash, cash machine. Well, basically one that didn't, wouldn't charge him. I, I, I had to count up what, what my stuff was. Luckily, I had my 20 quid 
in my, po- in my pocket, Aye. which would have covered it, because other than that, I just had my card on me, so I very much covered my portion of it and everything. So then, we're just got waiting for Alan to come back, because like, we're 30-odd quid like short, I think. Yeah. And so Alan's sitting around, and we're all sitting there. Just, we're sitting there for quite a while, and the woman's coming back by every so often. And we're just looking like we're we look like kind of we're strangling a scrounge at the last week, but we're, <laughs> we're just waiting on Alan. And then Quacko has to bugger off because he has to go like like go to the desk front desk of this place called Supercube, which is just around the corner yeah. or Supercube, whatever it was called, to confirm the booking of the 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 room. Everything. So he makes sure the woman sees him putting his share of the money down, so it doesn't look like he's buggering off of it. Being trying to do a dine and dash kind a of thing. And dash thing yeah. So he goes off, eventually Alan comes back and we give the one the tray and a wee, wee tip and everything. Was she, well. was she appreciative that he's yeah. really got everything? Yeah, she was very understanding. We explained to her especially that we were waiting on Alan mm. yeah, coming back. He was looking for a cash machine. And then as we walked up into my space, Quacko put his card behind the bar, which we all took the piss out of. Uh, which we were being like, oh, wait, Quacko did his card behind the bar. Champagne and caviar for all. <laughs> I think... Eventually, uh, we paid him all like a t- all had to pay him like a ten each for like the the room everything, and then at the end of the night, I paid like twenty odd one odd quid, which was my share of like all the drink that I'd end up having. Aye. I think so. I made sure. I mean, there was a, a weird awkward situation where I wanted to be all without paying their mm-hmm. share, but thankfully we sorted it because that's not what you want at the end of a good night where people are squabbling over money and everything. You, you generally don't like that in a night yeah. when somebody cheaps out. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like if I if I'm on a night out and I know it's going to be lucky in the situation, I I would if I knew I wasn't going to be able to fuck up my share, I wouldn't yeah. go. It was cool because you could press this wee button and they'd come in and you tell them like this is what we we want drink wise, and then you come back and you come in, you slap your twenty quid down like right, I'm getting pissed. <laughs> I love that it was got it had service by the button. I joked to him like it's just one stop share of ringing the little bell like service, service. Just <laughs> slapping your hands together, service. You're the king. <laughs> yes. You're the king of kings. <laughs> usual, please. <laughs> what is your usual? I don't know. It's like the idea of going to prison going, usual. Did you did you order chips and tart? No, they did not give me <laughs> chips and tart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, was a, it was a good night. Me and uh, my pal David, at one point, were up singing, uh, uh, we're doing a duet singing, uh, Do I Miss the Thing by Aerosmith at one point. I... I... Do you know, honestly, I feel like I'd like to be involved in one of these nights just to see you blasting out karaoke because uh, I wouldn't be doing it. Oh, come on, you would. Uh, I mean, so I, I, I wait until I'd had a few drinks before I got the gig because I feel like I need to have a few drinks first to get the confidence to go up. But once I'm up, I don't mind. I'm going to blow and jig out to like a virgin or something <laughs> by Madonna. We did play like a prayer by Madonna at one point. Yeah. Really <laughs> because I mean, it's like Grado's song and all that. Me and Quack at one point were up singing Africa by Toto. <laughs> it was a it was a oh, weird goodness. night. Quacko started then off by singing "Never Gonna Give You Up," which was funny because Quacko has, has a very booming voice oh, yeah. for a man his size, and uh, so hearing him going up singing uh, "The Very uh, Never Gonna Give You," he failed. He kept accidentally putting on like versions without the music in the background or like a piano versions before he could find the actual fucking song. <laughs> the daft. Yeah, he and. Because somebody got him to sing the Drowning Pool version of Triple H's song, that'd be good. I don't, I don't think they had that. Like, See, you had a, you had that's, a, that's bad karaoke. See, well, apparently, how it worked was quite cool. You had a wee, 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 wee computer thing where you could be like, typing a song, basically, we had a cue, because each person was putting in, we had like two microphones. We other people were singing along when they didn't have microphones, and sometimes people would pass the mic about, mm. where people would get involved and everything. But, uh, aye, so there were mainly two microphones, but you could like, basically 
put the songs in. You guess kind of the queue and there's kind of a countdown at the side, like you know how much time in your booking you had kind of left. Mm. So if you didn't have long left, and you thought we want to get to a particular song, let's skip through these songs. I didn't know how the button worked. I, I didn't realize you had to go like don't go to the bottom queue if you're trying to schedule a song or try and go back when you're searching. So I click back down at the bottom row of this computer. And I go back and skip back to the start of the song that somebody was up singing, <laughs> which was a bit of a faux pas when you're at, when you're at a karaoke night and people are like, oh, I like, sorry, I didn't know how it worked. Didn't you know what I was doing? I I'm sorry, I got confused. Leave me be. <laughs> Why are you here? Because I didn't have anywhere else to go. You don't belong here. Why are you even here? Because I got no place else to go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, R.I.P. Chris Farley. We were up singing kind of all sorts. There was a rendition rend- rend- of Fairy Tale of New York going around everybody as well. Oh, that is a shite song. Uh, yeah. It really is. Everybody always goes on about, oh, it's a great song. No, it's a shite song. <laughs> it's an absolutely shite song. Mm. Well, actually, better luck than having to listen to anything that's suit nowadays. Because yeah. I hate sounding like that old cunt. But seriously, what passes for music? Uh huh. It's not music. That's why I have to you're walk once, around everywhere with my headphones on so I don't hear it. You're one step away saying that's not music. That's just noise. <laughs> you're one. You're what? That's what you're very. What you're very close to getting to that stage of grouchy old man. It is just noise. It's garbage. <laughs> old man yells at clouds. Auto-tuned pish. That's what it is. Yeah, I love sounds like. Crap, or gay crap, you know, yeah. whiny, gay, ballady, auto-tuned pish, that's what it is. There's your old man statement. See, Paul used to go to gigs, he'd wear an onion on his belt, which was, was the style, style at the time. time. He'd get in with nickels and had pictures of bumblebees on them. <laughs> Give me five bees for a nickel, he'd say. Where was I? Oh yeah, so I tied an onion to my belt. This <laughs> was the style of the time. I think if it was me, look, I, w- I went to the went to the bar. And I paid a pound for a pint, which was which, which was the style at the time. time. Give me five pints, I'd say. Also, I don't know. I don't know what the thing deal was here, but like me and my brother have to for uh, you do these like kind of like tubs if like, six or twelve, right? A particular drink. The new one we in for a six. We keep create thing of blue wickets. Ooh, scary, dairy. What? <laughs> <laughs> blue wicked. Ooh, what? That's, a, that's a heavy drink. Is it though? No. No, I don't think it is. That was the mockery. No, I'm. I, I don't drink blue wicked all the time. I just drink every so often. Like if my brother's got a spare one, like. He's in his fridge, he sometimes bad, like, you are blue wicked? I fuck it, why not? Yeah. So I, I have it occasionally. I we, up, we, I, used to, we used to drink that as a soft drink in between drinks. <laughs> I had like three or four sires and, and like three blue wickeds on this night out, right? Nice. Like, I switched to blue wicked like late in the night and people were going to give me this look as like, he's on the blue wicked. Like, I'm sorry, what is the issue here? Like, I know you may have mainly drink, seen me drinking cider, but I can drink blue wicked if I want to. I can drink other drinks. Uh, I will not be judged by you. That you've never been kind enough to take a bourbon from me, though. I don't drink bourbon, though. I don't want a bourbon. Why don't you drink bourbon, Scott? Because I don't. Don't you like it? No. Or is it that like it doesn't like you? Both. Ah. Because, you know, I have a few drinks that don't like me. I don't like you now. Ah. <laughs> I'm joking, kind of. 
Jin doesn't like me. Jin, mm. Jin. Thinks you're a bastard. Oh. But you know, you know people have like Jekyll and Hyde drinks. Uh-huh. Jin's my one. <laughs> Jin makes me a very disagreeable person. <laughs> very unpleasant. <laughs> I fall down a lot too. Is it really just gin that makes you fall down a lot? Or oh no, gin's a demon drink. Yeah. And surprisingly, as I found out during the week too, pink pinot grigio's a bad drink for me too. <laughs> because that's one of those fun drinks. Uh-huh. You sit there, right? And you drink it. No, I didn't drink it out of a glass. I just drank it out of a fucking bottle. But you drink it mm-hmm. and you get quarter of the way down the bottle and you go, huh. You get halfway down the bottle and you go, Huh. The minute you drink the last sip out of that bottle, that's when it hits you. Well, it's gonna, again, I told you last time, that's what's going to happen if you drink it until I'm drinking an entire bottle of it. Yeah, but it didn't hit me until the last of it. Mm-hmm. Once the last of it got to me, well, I was, I, yeah, I was uh, pissed. Uh, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I watched someone reacting to a green mile. Uh-huh. Drunk on Pinot Grigio at the end of it, I was like, oh, that poor man. <laughs> oh. Weep drunk and weeping at my TV. <laughs> uh. Uh. <laughs> Sitting there drunk, shaking the bottle, going, Percy's a bastard. I'm trying to think, I, I went, we were in some place afterwards for food and I cannot remember for the life of me what it was called. Was you know, it the food place? I don't know. It's like, it was a place where you get like Indian yeah, food, people got chips and sauce and all that, and me and my brother got stuff to somebody too. We got this like pizza, be like pepperoni, ham, and these chicken tikka stuff on it. Ooh. Uh, and we got a portion of mozzarella sticks as well, which were bloody lovely. So they were. Mozzarella sticks are always good. They're always they are. Everybody should like mozzarella sticks. Yeah, they're awesome. I I I had some nice things that Brian bought from Tesco during last weekend. Mm. Halloumi fries. Oh. Very nice. Have you had halloumi fries? I am not a halloumi kind of I like cheese, but halloumi is not nearly my thing. I didn't think it'd be my thing, but you know, they were very nice. And I said to him, right, because we were really quite high at the time. You know it's in a theme? I, I am not seeing a running theme going here. <laughs> but no, we bought these, um, we were in the co-op, and we were looking at Rustler burgers, right? And you know they're like two or three quid or something, mm. some such like that. Next to them were these, you know, own brand type rustlers. Yeah. They were only a quid. And you know, you know how sometimes when you buy something that's cheap but you eat it and you go, my Christ, that's a quid. It was really good. I ate a rustler's burger. I had a couple of rustler's burgers at one time, but for the first time when I was at home, my brother's one time for my lunch, because we were both, we both been up late the night before. We think we've been watching like our pay per view. I can't remember what pay per view. My brother just wanted something like easy for lunch, and he like, "Oh, the current shop does these Russell burgers." And then I went there, and uh, like that's why no, this is going to be cheap. Shame it's not going to be good for my stomach, especially because I was drinking with a monster. And weirdly, I did not have the reaction to it. I I worried I would. Ah, good. And good. And, and at the same time, I had a chicken one, and a regular just beef burger one. It was quite nice. Yeah, I I came up with a theory whilst we were high that. The own brand Rustler thing was fantastic, and the Halloumi fries were fantastic. And I said to Brian Wells, we were lying there, we passing the joint, and I went, you know, you know one of these stoner moments of like, <sighs> you know, man, <laughs> really glad. And I was like, you know, the Rustler things, that's a stoner snack. The Halloumi things, 
Stone or snack? Halloumi things and the burger? Stone or meal? <laughs> yeah. And you worked that out all by yourself? I did. It took me like... By Jove, how do you do it? It took me five or ten minutes to string the thought together, though. Yeah. <laughs> well, five minutes then must have been... Yeah, oh, it was. Because I was smoking weed at the time. Because the style of the time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, yeah, I got, I got, I spent my hat my next day, Saturday, uh, trying to go home my home by sitting on my bed. While my brother went to the shop, so he ended up getting donuts, several was for lunch after our lunch from Greg. I was just out there with, with my, my little dog next to me, trying not to move, watching My Name is Errol on Disney+. Plus. My Name is Errol. Mm-hmm. I watched that sporadically. It was not one of my favourite shows. Mm-hmm. Brian loved it. Yeah. But I wasn't the biggest fan of My Name is Errol. Mm. And then... Uh, I, I'm less of a fan of Jason Lee because he's a freaky Scientologist. Oh, fuck. Yeah, he's, Errol's a Scientologist. So is, you know, formerly big and husky Ethan Supley, mm. who is now a big monster muscular man. Mm. What a transformation that guy's went through, man. He looks like fucking Braun Strowman. <laughs> I mean, when he, when he formerly looked like a big fat button. Yeah, we've been watching many Christmas films. I know we're quite late into December, but we're like we're recording this like a week or so ahead of time. Where you? Lethal Weapon, Die Hard, Batman Returns. I I watched. I haven't watched Die Hard one yet this year, but I've watched Die Hard two for the first time in ages, which is technically also set at Christmas. Die Hard, in my viewpoint, Die Hard two and three and four don't exist. I'm just saying, I'm not saying it's yeah. great, I'm just saying I've not watched Die Hard 2 in a long time. Just just in the same vein, Terminator 2, in my opinion, doesn't exist. I'm in a very, yeah. very, very teeny, tiny, tiny minority of probably one that thinks that movie's so, gay as hell. You're, you're you're in the minority that are very wrong about Terminator 2. What, what is gay as hell? I, I think Terminator 1's a bit formulaic, if anything else, and Terminator 2 is far better. I like formula and formulaicness, you know? I like scary robot comes, kills the wrong people, fails at killing the right person. Her possibly gay boyfriend helps her kill the Terminator. I never like. I never liked Kyle. Kyle. I didn't like her fucking son. I liked her because she was a badass. Mm-hmm. You know that was the only thing I liked about Terminator. Well, her and the T one thousand. There's a story about a uh, guy who plays the T-1000 where a padre actually appears in Die Hard 2 as a henchman. Yeah. Yeah. He also, he also appears in uh, Wayne's World as well. You know, he's also in a show with, thing with John Cena coming out. John Cena's playing a DC character called Peacemaker. Yeah. He's spun off from that. It's a TV show spun off from that Suicide Squad film he was in. Uh-huh. And his character, his dad, is being played by Robert Patrick. That's pretty cool. Yeah. He, he looks really, really old now, huh? Who Robert Patrick? Yeah. Well, but he I know he is really well, he old, old, but he looks really fucking old. You know? <laughs> well, some people. Well, it happened to some people. He was he was fantastic in the faculty as well. Hmm. Liked him in that. But that's uh, a weird. Yeah, three chat we're getting in here. But also, well, before I go into Christmas movies again, the uh, there's apparently a scene. Uh, Linda, what was her name? Who plays Sarah? Linda. Linda Carter. Car- Carter. No, Cartwright. that's Wonder Woman. Aye. Linda Hamilton. 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 Apparently, you know the scene in in Terminator two, she gets getting hit, she gets hit by the guard and she falls down on her knees. Yeah. And also, apparently, they kept having to redo that take, and Linda, because the guy kept fucking it up who met her, yeah. she get had to really have her knees set very hard 
floors. And she was apparently annoyed until later on when she had to hit the guy when she was escaping. She apparently properly laid in her punches Good. to get back to him because, like, you fucked up my knees earlier on. Fuck you. <laughs> no, that was, let us say, T1000 was a badass. He was a badass. That's right. Sarah Connor on the second one. Mm-hmm. Fucking badass. Edward Furlong, annoying wee pansy that ruined the whole idea of fucking Terminator by not letting him kill anybody. The Terminator ultimately became a pansy. Well, he does kill somebody. He kills the T-1000 in the end. That's a robot. He, is, he, he, is, he still kills him. Doesn't count. Well, he doesn't kill people. He kills a thing. Kills, I just... It just I, I, counts as a kill. I don't like it when movies go all fucking saccharine and heartfelt. I find that... It's because you have a cold black heart. I don't. I just do. think when action movies are action movies, they don't need any poofy soapiness in it. Just saying. Anyway. I, and I, I, I do not have a cold black heart. You I, do. Certain films make me weep like a baby. Yes, if you're stoned when you're watching them. No, even if I'm normal, you know. What is normal to you, Paul? Tell me. Sober. <laughs> and when are you that? Now. Well, I could not tell the difference. There you go. <laughs> but well, I'm going back to Christmas movies. I've been watching. I've been watching a few. I mean, I'm always going to watch the Muppets on Christmas Eve because even when, if I'm if I've had a December where I've not felt as as Christmassy as I probably should be, if I watch Muppets, that always turn things around for me. That was one of Gonzo's best movie roles as well. <laughs> one of his few, but all right. Like uh, the lamb, not the rat. Like the lamb, not the rat. I've been watching a few. I've watched The Grinch and I watched Die Hard too, which I know. The, it was funny, me and my dad were watching it as my mum went to her bed because she got to fall asleep during a film we were watching earlier on. <laughs> but uh, she goes to her bed, me and my dad are watching Dyer 2, and midway through, my dad goes to make a bit of toast, and then he, he makes me a bit, a bit as well, which is yeah. nice of him. And then my mum gets up to go to the toilet, the dogs went away with her, and then all of a sudden we can hear scratching at the living room door, and Dexter's come in. And <laughs> I assume that he's, like, he's gotten up, woken up, and seen that mum's not there, and he's come looking for her. No, if he knows her twitching, he can fucking smell the toast, we greedy bastard. <laughs> Uh, but I also watched a film, one of the best like new Christmas films in like, in the last few years, which is hard to find nowadays, but you should hang on to these kind of films when you see them. It's a film called Klaus. It's on Netflix. I don't know if you've seen it. It's an animated film. Ah. It's got the late uh, Norm MacDonald in it. Uh, it's got quite a few like noble voices in Remind it. Remind me of who he is. He was, a, he was a comedian. He died recently. He was in... He, it's hard to describe him. You need to look him up. Norm MacDonald. Uh, but anyway, like it's got... It's basically about a guy who he becomes a po- he's a postman. And he gets shipped to this fucking island in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> where basically nobody wants to send a letter. And everybody's warring with each other. So it's two war families through the whole island. And he goes there. He's he's tasked with starting up a post, a uh, successful post office. There, his target is like six thousand letters, mm. and he meets an old guy who's in the voice by J.K. Simmons. Ah, cool. Who called Klaus, who makes toys, and he convinces all the kids to basically. Writing my letters to get toys back from him to help meet his target and basically, in a way, creates the legend of, of yeah, Santa Claus. J.K. Simmons, who I believe was a psychiatrist in, in SVU. He was, he's been in, he's been in all sorts. Honestly, uh, I know him as uh, J. Jonah Jameson in the Spider Man films, or he was in that film Whitlash where he was a very harsh music instructor. Mm. We were just yelling, yelling, physical tormented people, <laughs> or verbal tormented people. Well, forgot to mention one of the classic Christmas movies, mm. Gremlins. Well, I'm what I'm, I'm just talking about fans I've watched so yeah, far. That's a classic Christmas movie. Home Alone. Home Alone. I I may be in the minority that actually 
like thinks that Home Alone 2 is as good if not better than the Nah Home Alone 2 is bitch isn't it it's good I don't even I don't even think Home Alone 1 gets really good until the parents leave <laughs> everything bef- everything before that with the pizza and everything is a bit I could take or leave it as soon as they disappear and they do the whole thing with the, the wee boy annoying the <laughs> annoying the coach I'm like kid I told you don't bother me beat it one of the best scenes I've ever seen in any movie mm-hmm. bar none see a bit in Home Alone 1 mm-hmm. when <laughs> Kevin puts the spider on <laughs> Ma's face <laughs> and he screams like scream every I wet myself <laughs> and he stands up and it's on Harry and he's like Ma, what are you doing? <laughs> Harry? No, you're like, Ma, what are you doing? Ma, and then he whacks him with a crowbar. He's like, ah, fuck. And he's like, did I get it? Did I get it? And he's like, no, you didn't get it, you stupid. How do you the, like it? How do you like it, huh, you jerk? Get the kid. It's amazing that Joe Pesci did that and Goodfellas in the same year. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Where he's effing and blinding every second word in Goodfellas and then wherever he's doing the fucking... It sounds like Muttley when he was trying not to swear and he gets like, oh, fucking <laughs> My gold tooth. I'm gonna kill him. I'm gonna kill him. I remember I watched this video looking at the first two Home Alone movies. Okay, he's like, analyzing doctor analyzing the injuries and basically he's sitting there the bit where he throws the bricks in Home Alone 2. Yeah. Let me have it. <laughs> and apparently just one of those would have killed Marv, so he throws four of them, so he kills Marv four times <laughs> in that one scene. Remember that scene where he drops his cement bag on his dome? Oh yeah, that would have killed him. Yeah. Pretty sure the iron falling his head would have killed him too. Oh yeah, 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 that would have sucked. If not caused him serious damage, which means you, when you see Marv, he didn't have really a brain to get damaged, did he? Remember the bit the first one when he puts his stick through that nail? Oh, my mum, every t- every year without fail, will not look at that scene. She always recoils. It's a noise, will it? Yeah. And you're like... <laughs> it's the fog, isn't it's it? Slow, it's slow, and there's the high road. Ah, <sighs> <sighs> And then the fact that he goes finally he decides oh fuck this and goes outside and there's a brief pause and then he slips. <laughs> <laughs> you can just see him through the window and Why the hell did you take your shoes off? Why the hell you just like, like a chicken? chicken. <laughs> 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 That's a classic movie, what? Uh, you know what else is classic, Paul? This this rambling. This is like a classic old early days. Scott and Paul just rambling about all sorts of yes, nonsense. A, a classic Christmas ramble. So I think we're gonna have to actually, given we're talking for fifty six minutes, I think we've got so, so much that I think if we tried to then load all the impact stuff we want to talk about. That would be a you know, two and a half hour podcast. I'm trying to limit the amount of ones those we do because we had a period where we were, we're doing a lot of those. We're doing quite a few of those, and it's amazing given that back in the day. I used to worry about when we'd go more than 40, between 45 minutes to an hour. I tried to keep that as light. And to go over that, like, my God, how, how have we gone so long? And now, look just, where we are it's now. It's just what we do, man. It's what we do. It's just what we do. So, we, get into, we, we get into a way of it, you know, and it, I'm going to stop myself because I, I can see right away <laughs> that we could end up doing it again. Yeah. But we do do that. It's a classic move. It is. And so we're going to actually wrap up there and we're... Don't don't fret though because we'll probably you're probably going to wait a few days for the actual impact podcast. We'll call that <laughs> the impact podcast. You know, take two, basically. Yeah. And we'll because we do have a lot to say about impact, and there's some stuff I really want to get into. Yeah. Not just of the last month or so, but I think we fun. We're going to throw in some fun look backs of the year because. Oh yeah, yeah. Some of the some of the moments. Because there's been a lot of big developments, especially for impact. You know, in terms of you know 
gathering attention from the wider wrestling world, not just those who watch Impact. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we're going to delve into that, but we hope you enjoyed listening to this ramble. If you're just why you listen to a bit of nonsense, just something to switch your brain off or listen into the background. We are here to provide that yeah, we entertainment look, for you. You look for something random to listen to. We are random as you fucking get, man. I know. Uh, and also, to kind of continue on with this, no bit of interaction with you, the lovely people who choose to listen to this rambling nonsense. Tell us, let us know, what Christmas films have you been watching? Have you been watching Die Hard or Die Hard 2? Do you agree with us that Muppets Christmas Carol is probably the best Christmas movie ever? Are you watching Die Hard 3 even though that one has nothing to do with Christmas? <laughs> do you prefer Home Alone's 1 or 2? Do you agree with me that Die Hard 1 was enough? But Die Hard 1 does go on a bit long. To be fair, I, each year when I watch that, as much as I enjoy it, I forget how long it actually is. No, it's, it's quite long. long. It's quite long. Um, I really enjoy the bit when that smug dickhead gets shot, though. He does, yeah. That's you know good. that silly bastard that asked for a Coke? Yes. I mean, he was doing a little way if you better Coke early on in the film. Yeah. And when that smug news reporter prick gets a fucking yeah. chin in at the end of it, because he's a... Every day I've seen that guy in a film, he's a complete bellend. He had his, he, he found his niche back in the day, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, let's play a ginger bellend. <laughs> but, so let us know what kind of films are you watching this you know, Christmas season, as it were. Because I know it's very difficult to get in that festive spirit with everything going yeah. on, but you know, you got to find the moments where you can, you know, I didn't feel it as much, but that's probably because I hadn't found time to get out together with my mum and put my Christmas tree up. I've got my Christmas tree up now, which has so really, really helped. It'll create a festive mood in my house. You know, let us know, what, how are you celebrating the festive period, whether I be watching films or otherwise, let us know at SPRM and let me know, it's got my news, it's, or even tweet Rogue Opinions, and let us know about your Christmas at Rogue underscore Opinions, or tell a bit else about it on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Ramblin Podcast, and catch us up with all our other classic ramblings and Christmas related content. Hell, a couple of years ago, we did a review of the Muppets Christmas Car, which you can listen to in a back catalogue. Hell not, yeah. Whatever you choose to get your podcasts on Android sites like Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, Google Podcasts, might have said that twice, whatever. I think you did. I think I did. So, I think, Paul, there's no way I can think of to end this show. <laughs> I can just say, um, all of you have a fruitful and merry Christmas. We appreciate every one of you that listen to us and put up with us. Whether you've joined this year or you've been here for a while. Or if you're one of our new listeners that we're highly appreciative for. Absolutely. As, as we are for our regular listeners too. We mm-hmm. love you all. Thank you. And we, we're sorry if you were very desperate to hear about it. In fact, but I'm sure we'll put a, a, a disclaimer in the description about it. Yeah, we, so, we got on our way with our ramble as so, we do. Sorry we've made you wait. And we're also making you wait slightly a bit longer for the end of the year when you'll hear our... This Tuesday in Texas podcast, but I tr- I promise you that's worth the wait to hear drunkenly just yell, Oh, again, yeah, I predict, you know. <laughs> oh, so, so that is basically the simplest version I can describe yes, what, what we that get, podcast We get drunk and shit all over Hulk Hogan and his politicking prickishness. Absolutely. And there's no final way to round out the year and round out the festive season than that. Oh, no, no. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. <laughs>